This is the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, let's do it. It's Sunday morning. We're a week away from the Super Bowl. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs in the building. Hit us up, 800-919-3776. You know the vibes. We're on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler. Instagram as well. Brandon Jacobs 27. Let's do it, baby. What's up, BJ? Uh, Ty, I'm here, man, chilling. And you know what? I love the entry song, man. That's good. That's fire, I, I, right? I, I, yeah, that's fire. I like the beat. That's hard. It, it, it always had me sit here vibing when we're coming in the show, man. Yeah, it's good, man. And it, it's kind of got my creative juices flowing. I feel like I got to spit some bars. Because uh, <laughs> last week, I didn't I didn't shine myself in glory. I got people hitting me up, critiquing my, my bars. But <laughs> I might have to come back. Oh, man. <laughs> I might have to drop something. Because like I said, man, like these rappers out here who want to, you know, go on radio shows and podcasts and Instagram live and, and quote unquote freestyle when they know they got it memorized. They're just acting like it's a freestyle. That's that. That gives you a, you know, that gives you one one leg up. So one leg gotta, up. No I got to jot it down. Even though you, you know, it could it could, you know, it's your music because you wrote it, but you know what you wrote and you can exactly. put it there. And people be like, oh, he's a genius. Yeah, he wrote that, though. Yeah, but they're saying, like, oh, he's freestyle. Like, he's coming mm-hmm. off the dome and stream of consciousness. Nah, he, it, he memorized the lyrics. and that's Barely anybody scared. does that. Barely anybody does that. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, all, like, some of the greatest freestylers out there, they take time. They write stuff down. They memorize stuff. Like, barely anybody come off the dome. I'm talking about... You can go back deep from, you know, from Fordham Road battles, you know what I'm saying, from like some of the Smack DVD guys. Like, yep. them guys is writing that stuff down, man. Like, there's no way you can sit up here and think about so much stuff that makes sense and put it together right on the spot, right there. No you way. I, just, you, I don't believe it. Some of them can, but not yeah. but not a lot. I think, like, you know, Hove obviously is, you know, known to, to not write his rhymes. Like, he just comes off the dome. Like, Wheezy, Jadakiss. Like, there's a bunch of talented, you know, Artists out there, but we're talking about upper echelon. Upper echelon. You you think you got some bars? You you got some 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 lyrics? No, I don't. And nah. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I do. I'm not gonna <laughs> sit here and write something. You know, I thought about doing it last week. Come on here and spit something for Ooh. you, but now Super Bowl nah. Sunday, man. We might have to bring that out. <laughs> it's gonna be our last show of the season. We we might have oh, to pull man. up Super Bowl Sunday, and maybe do like a rap battle cross show, like. Us against Anita Amani and Mike Tannenbaum. That would be dope. Oh, man, all we got to do is talk to win that one. <laughs> oh, he throwing we, shots. We, we, all we, we got to do is talk, be, huh? It wouldn't be hard. <laughs> I couldn't even – I couldn't even – I love Toombs to death. That's my oh, guy. I love yeah. him to death. But I do not see him spitting any bars nowhere. Nah. They talk about going and playing pickleball. Yeah, I hear that. They, they want to <laughs> go up against DPH or Rothenberg. Yeah, but that's that's big now, man. Like, like, yeah. like pickleball. Like down here in Georgia, it's big. They removed the basketball court out of the gym and added three of those. For real? We Is had two that? courts in. We had two courts in there. They removed one of the courts and put three pickleball courts in there. I'm like, wow. And Damn, the boys like are mad that? because the games are lasting longer now on the one court. You know what I'm saying? And, they, and the guys are just complaining and you know talking about you know. Going elsewhere, I think that's why my like the gym I'm at. I think that's why they're doing that because it's too many. Uh, they have too many clients. They have they have like too many memberships out, and and they want to move some people around. So I think that's more more or less why you know why they did it. Yeah, we might have to do so. You know, while they're entertaining this uh, pickleball. 
contest, we could we could get this two on two popping, and I, I'll take me and you against anybody at the station. How about that? Facts. Two on two and hoops. Facts. We could do that all day, every day. I'm going at Allen and Bart. I'm going at you know Rick and Dave. Anybody who wants to smoke in hoops, me and BJ, uh, Larry and Gordon, K Show. Mm-hmm. What's up? Anybody who wants to smoke in, in we gotta in make sure we get Bart. We gotta make sure that we give Bart about twelve, fifteen fouls though. Oh yeah, because you know Cause he's he will hack. foul. Yeah, he's a. I hack. can see it. He can't play rough. defense. Yeah, that you can tell he's, <laughs> he's heavy handed. He heavy handed. You go up for a layup, he he sending you to the ground. Can't so wait. for real. You know, make sure the officiating is on that on the game that day. Mm-hmm. But we'll take yep. anybody. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So I just uh, I got my 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 TV screen on and. Sports Center is running highlights from a game I was at last night. I was mm-hmm. I was at the Knicks game, Knicks mm-hmm. Lakers, uh, New York coming in on a nine game winning streak. But you know when the goat is in town, LeBron James, he's he's got to put it into to those things. And uh, that fourth quarter defense that they put on display was just, I mean, it was just incredible. It was intense. Uh, crowd, I, I thought it was going to get more from the crowd last night. I thought it would feel like a playoff atmosphere, but. Uh, there was not as much buzz as I anticipated, but the Lakers and the Knicks uh, nine-game winning streak. BJ, I thought you was going to pull up, man. We talked about this last week. Man, I thought I was too, man. I, th- I honestly thought I was going to pull up, man, but I just didn't feel like traveling, man. I really didn't. It just, I don't know. Like this time of year for me, man, I, it makes me lazy. It makes me not want to do nothing. It's cold? Going, no, if you told me you was in – Arizona, Los Angeles, or Miami, I was coming. I'm, okay. I, it's just tough to me. It's tough for me to get on a plane and fly to New York in, in February. It, it's just hard. That. Yeah, me, it's just hard. Let me ask you a question. How, so how long did you actually live in New York? Never. Never? It was no, just during the season? I, you... I lived in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, but I, come on. Really? You <laughs> no, were in, the, how long were you the, in the tri-state the whole area? time. I, I, didn't, I didn't leave – when the season was over to go to my condo in Miami, none of that. I just stayed there, man. I, I had I had a family. I had a, you know, I had a wife. I had a family. I had everything there. You know, I, I didn't. I stayed there. I didn't leave. So I endured. So I endured the the, the winters and the the, the 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 you know cleaning the driveways and putting salt all over the place. I endured that, man. I I, I never left. I, I hung in there. Because my question to you is, and, you know, you obviously played on two role-winning teams with the Giants, so you experienced this as far as, like, what the atmosphere, what the energy is like when you have a team uh, that occupies a real estate where there are a ton of fans who are just passionate, who are dedicated, who are loyal, and and you've seen the highest of heights. Uh, so, I, you know, the Knicks at that time when you were here weren't good. Uh, best they did was, you know, get to the second round of the playoffs, you know, you know, bowing down to the Pacers in, in the second round. But I, my question was just, like I posed this yesterday, I was doing a show, like, is there anything quite like the buzz created when the Knicks are good in New York City? Because, like, the Giants, we've seen them win Super Bowls. The Yankees, you were here. They won a, a championship mm-hmm. in 2009 that, you know, your your title sandwiched that. Uh, the Jets you know, have been irrelevant for, for a very long time. It's something about the Knicks, though, man. When they're good, this city is buzzing, bro. Well, because it, the the people are like the Nets when they were in Jersey then. Uh, I, I think they were in Newark then at the time at the Prudential Center. 
Yeah. They've never really made any noise. Like the Nets have made any real noise since the nineties, right? If, if if I'm being honest. Right. And the whole and, and, and if and, and Well they were in the finals of back to back years in uh, two thousand three, two thousand four. Okay. Well back then. So um just having the Nets, I think I think the Nets was always gonna be backseat to the Knicks. Yeah. And I didn't think the fan base of the Nets was just so incredibly strong like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I really didn't think so. But you got the Jets, you got the Giants, right? That's that split. That's, that you know that pretty much split the people mm-hmm. in half, right? Yep. But for the Nets and Knicks, it wasn't like that. I mean, there was probably more fans for the Knicks. You know, sixty, seventy percent of the fans more for the Knicks than the Nets. So when the Knicks is really good and, and, and winning, that's why the city's jumping like that because everybody can finally share the same, yeah, you know, f- fandom for the same team and not at a, you know they're not at each other's necks like during football season, right? Everybody can share the same thing. Everybody can go to the games and everybody can actually enjoy the Knicks being good because that's both, you know, that's everyone's team. That's a good point because, you know, in baseball, it's Mets, Yankees. There's mm-hmm. a rivalry there yeah. amongst the teams, and obviously it spills into the fan base. As you mentioned, the Jets and Giants, where there are more Giants fans, obviously, in New York than Jets fans, but that's still, you know, amongst the fan bases, a rivalry. Whereas uh, it's a great point, man. And, you know, hockey, you have Islanders and, and the Rangers. And in basketball, like, even though the Nets moved to Brooklyn and for a four year stretch stole a lot of the national headlines. It's still a Knicks town, and it's always just going to be. Just by making pickups, though. They stole yeah. national headlines by picking up Other players. good players, but yeah. they did absolutely nothing with them. Yeah. There was no staying power. There was no success. And even if they had won a championship, there was never going to be any, like, real right. challenge of the Nets taking over over New York. The, the Knicks agree. have a history. I mean, it's the Mecca of basketball, the Garden. There's too much they have built into that brand. Uh, that there's no threat of the net. So, you know, being in, in, in the garden last night, I was excited just because I, I don't know, like, wh- how you feel about LeBron, like, as far as his, like, all-time rankings. But it's a guy 39 years old, man, year 21. We we know that retirement is not that far off. So who knows how many more trips to the garden he's going he's gonna to have. So I was just excited to be in the building of greatness. And, you know, I'm a Laker fan, so I was you know, I was also thrilled to see them get that win last night. Well, here's what I think about LeBron, man. He's a he's an astronomical athlete. I think you put him, you know, I think if you put LeBron James on the football field, he's going to thrive. I don't know about 21 years, but he's definitely going to be a three, four-time Pro Bowler. There's no question in my mind about that. He's a he, you know, he's a phenomenal athlete, man, and and just the way you know watching him in, in his basketball IQ, you know, the way he coaches on the court, you know, the way he coaches during timeouts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean. The guy is, is for the, like he's the first all he's first in points overall, um, lead in a lot of other categories. Uh, you know, just just overall everything. I, I, me myself, I'm a Jordan guy, but I have I have no reason to really be a Jordan guy other than being a Chicago Bulls fan. If I'm if I'm looking at stats and and everything else, I mean, you, if you're gonna if stats matter, you got to go with LeBron. You got to go you you got to go with LeBron. But I'm a Jordan guy because I just like the way Jordan played. Jordan didn't have these, 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 these numbers. He didn't have these amazing uh, stats about himself: his big hands, long arms, six eight two two seventy. He was two hundred and ten pounds, six foot six two ten, and he dominated the league, right? Yeah. But that's why I think I'm I, I, I'm more of a Jordan fan. Look, like LeBron is is 
big, strong. He's 6'8", 270-something pounds, running like the wind, you know, just going to the rim, you know, making people, you know, foul and, like, doing everything. And I love the way LeBron played, you know, like, played the game. I'm just, yeah. a, I'm just a Jordan guy. And I don't have any and I don't have any hate against LeBron cuz I could actually say LeBron could possibly f- you know be the goat. And and I I have no real argument really against him. for Michael. Yeah, I have no real argument against him and I have no real argument for Jordan like uh, like like other than this, just me being a Chicago Bull fan growing up and watching Jordan, you know, throughout, you know, the late 80s and the 90s like coming mm-hmm. up like that. So, I have no real argument to say that LeBron is not the goat. I think any opinion is fair. Like it's not. I I just get annoyed when people act like it's crazy uh, to say LeBron's the greatest player of all time. No, you have Jordan crazy. one. That's a, a perfectly valid opinion. I I tend to think that the guy who's bigger, faster, stronger, who scored the most points in NBA history while having the fourth most assist ever, who's you know played twenty one years and looks as good as ever at age thirty nine. I happen to think that that guy with sustained excellence who won with three different franchises, I think he's the best. But yeah. I mean I'm not gonna sit here and act like, oh my God, what a this crime. You think like, it's George like it's 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 you know, I, I what I do feel like though, man, and this happened a lot uh lately with, with Belichick and Brady, where you hear that saying comparison is is the thief of joy mm-hmm. like sometimes we get so caught up in like who's to go who's better mj versus lebron where we lose focus of the greatness that we're watching and it lends to us not really appreciating it as much as we should right and, and you know and as you say that like i have I, I put on twitter a while ago i have a problem with a lot of the stuff that these former patriots players oh, man. Are, are saying like 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 saying stuff like well we we played we worked for Bill but played for Tom like why are you dividing the two men why are you dividing them and why are you ruining such a dynasty that y'all have built over all of these years to end it in, in, in toxicity like it doesn't I don't get it why does it matter who's who it was a team a team of 53 men that that achieved goal, goal after goal after goal after goal. Why does it matter? They, I think these guys are trying so hard to, to steal the credit from Belichick and not even knowing that. Not either one of them would have been on the team if mm-hmm. it wasn't for Belichick. Exactly. He put the team together. So, like, man, I would never say, well, we we, we worked for Coughlin but played for it. I would never <laughs> say nothing like that because we was a, we were a family. And, it just, and the way they're doing it and the way they're acting now that Thomas went on the Tampa and won the Super Bowl – and the way they're you're doing it now, it just was never a real like family over there. They, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I yeah. get from it. It's my least favorite conversation. What happened after Belichick left uh, New England? It was well, you know, was he overrated? Who deserves more credit? Like if you want to have a conversation about who deserves more credit, fair. Like it's content, sure. This idea that Belichick is overrated because the last three years or or last four years with, you know, what was left of Cam Newton, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, he couldn't win football games, I think is just so ludicrous. But uh, to your point, especially like, yo, the players, that's it's a little unfair, too, because like if you have more of an appreciation for Tom. It, it's 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 an unfair spot to be in for Bill because he's the he's the he's the head coach right like he's the guy who's making the play calls he's the guy cutting you he's the guy mm-hmm. trading you doing the contract so bringing you in I, yeah I understand that 
if the relationship sours, it'll be because of like personnel decisions that he ultimately had to make. Whereas Tom is just the quarterback, and you love him, and he's your teammate. So, I, yeah, I didn't appreciate the fact that – and I got no love for Belichick or Brady just because of what they did to my team for two decades. But I just think that it's foolish to sit here and pretend that, like, a, a legacy can go backwards. Like, that's the greatest coach we've ever seen, man. That Think about this. The last Super Bowl they won, what was that, 2018 against the Rams? Uh-huh. How many points did the Rams score in that game? They, they, they scored three points. They kicked a field goal. That was their offense. You going to tell me that was all Brady? Or was that the mastermind of the defense who we know is the greatest defensive play caller in the NFL history, and that would be Bill Belichick? Right, yeah. So, I mean, they, they tried their best to steal the joy. And, and Ty, like, for me, I just I, – I don't get it, man. I was on two Super Bowl winning teams, and I wouldn't dare discredit anybody. I'm going to credit the practice squad. I'm going to credit everybody because – Everybody intensity was 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 ramped up for you know the the practice squad was set to give us the best looks. They didn't take no plays off. You got guys asking, "Hey man, slow down, man. No, no, let's just get through it." They're like, "Hell nah, let's go, let's get this work." You know what I'm saying? Like, "Hey man, like nah, let's let's get this work." They were coming full speed. They prepared us. They got us ready, man. So I mean, I, I got to give credit to everyone. And it's just crazy to see, you know, just just to see how these guys like Edelman and like people like that, like, man, if you want to create content and get people to hear you out, you could talk about your whole career that you had with the Patriots and being on, on in such a successful franchise. You know, negativity it, it like isn't always the right way to get content and to get views and ears and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, man, I, I 1,000% agree with you. 800-919-3776. We're just getting started on this non-football Sunday. Who the hell cares about the Pro Bowl? We've got uh, the big game between the Chiefs and the Niners coming up a week from today. We'll break it down, get into it, and, of course, uh, take your phone calls. 800-919-3776. Uh, Bill Belichick not going to be coaching this year unless one thing happens. Unless one thing happens. And we'll talk about that coming up next right here on 9870 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs uh, with you until 2 o'clock today. Got my guy Larry Hardesty coming up. So make sure you lock into him. So Bill Belichick, we were just talking about him. We'll get back to your phone calls at 800-919-3776. I uh, wrote a full-page thank you to Patriot fans in today's uh, Boston Globe. And I won't uh, read the entire thing, but it, it, was, uh, it, it, it was a nice sentiment from the, from the greatest coach of all time. The one line that I found to be just awesome was, uh, he says, your thoughtful letters, and he's talking to the fans, your thoughtful letters offered support, critique, and creative play suggestions you watched on TV, the internet, and from your stadium seats. <laughs> How about that? How about being a fan and sending the the greatest coach ever your critiques because you watched on TV? And you're like, yo, Belichick, I don't know if you thought about this, but here's a nice play I think you guys should run next week in your game against the Bengals. <laughs> you know something, man? Fans will always they they will always be there, man. And fans will make you laugh and they will make you cry, just depending on how sensitive you are, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so just the letters and the stuff like that, man. Just I know a lot of Patriot people just really appreciate uh, Coach Belichick. I know I appreciate competing against him. Um, just everything, man. And, and for him not to coach, 
this year or not coach. I mean, me myself, I think he should hang it up. Mm. Honestly, I think he's done enough greatness in this in our league to where I think he can only do more by coaching longer. I think he can only tarnish his legacy, his legacy like even more by continuing to coach. And I, I just don't, I don't think the the type of player today caters to what he wants and what he's like as far as attitude and demeanor. Like he's an old school guy, and 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 a lot of these, just a lot of these players are different. Yeah, you know, and and I don't think you know it's it's gonna it's gonna help his legacy to continue coaching. That's fair, but I mean, ultimately, what's going to put a nice little crescendo to what's been an incredible legacy is he's 15 wins away from becoming the all-time leader uh, in coaching wins. Now, you know, some people could, could say that he doesn't need it; he's already the greatest of all time. Uh, but there's something special about seeing that number, looking at that list, and seeing your name is above everyone else who's ever coached this game of football. So uh, it, I, I, I tease going to take him a while though. I mean, we, we talk about 15 wins. We talk yeah. about 15 wins in the 17. Uh, a, I mean, that's a two years. That's yeah, that, two years of eight, if, eight and seven win football. Okay. If, if he gets those, if he has that type of season, yeah, that could, yeah, I, I understand. I, I totally understand. But what if he doesn't like, what if he have a three win, four win season? And then the next year have another same thing. That's, that's, I mean, the man is old. It depends, because here's the thing, BJ. Um, we're going to watch, and it's going to be so interesting. Like We haven't gone to the Super Bowl, but we could already look forward to next season and say there are three, I mean, just just incredible jobs that could be opening because there, here are the three head coaches that are – we could add a fourth one that are going to be on the hot seat the start of next season. Sean McDermott in Buffalo. You've got Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. With the Jags, I mean, they just fell apart. They went from 8-3 and three to missing the playoffs completely. Then, of course, you go to the NFC in the division you played in, Nick Sirianni with the Eagles, and then uh, Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys. So those are four intriguing jobs that he could potentially have um, come uh, become available next offseason and then make something happen with, with teams that, I mean, we could power rank them, but teams that are legitimately ready to win right now. Well, if he can get an opportunity to get those, I mean, if if, if that happens, yeah. But nine times out of ten, those coaches, I, I don't think, I don't think earlier on in the year that they're going to start like they ended. I I, I don't believe that. No, so, but if they fall short in the playoffs again, short, yeah, if they fall short in playoffs again, that's cool. But that's a whole another season. He's gone yeah. without even being on the sideline. That's fair, man. That's fair. I I want to pay off the tease real quick before we hit the phone calls. I said he's not coaching this year. Uh, unless one thing happens, quietly, there, there's, there's been some chirping the last couple of weeks that if the Chiefs win this Super Bowl on Sunday, Andy Reid could hang it up. That would be three championships. Uh, he's been to, that would mean he's been to, what, five Super Bowls? Mm -hmm. uh, if you go back to his time with, uh, with Philadelphia and Donovan McNabb, he could, he could wrap it up. He's, what, 66? And if that job becomes available... You wonder if uh, Mr. Hunt calls Bill Belichick and says, yo, you coach Brady, come coach Mahomes. This guy's 28 years old with a decade left of football. Uh, so maybe that could uh, be something that, that opens for, for Belichick. But we'll see. It's going to be a fascinating storyline. That would be an interesting one. That, that would be, that, that, be interesting if that happens. Maybe he knows a little bit more and, and, not, and, not, and not, you know, and, and probably waiting for that to happen. Yeah. That, that, that's that, interesting. That, 
it, that because you wonder like why was it Falcons or bust? Did, did you know a little something else that the other people didn't know? So you know we'll see what happens. Uh, that game, of course, taking place next Sunday. We're going to be helping you lead up to it. You'll have New York Game Day. You'll have us. You'll have Larry Hardesty getting you ready for the Super Bowl next Sunday. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Jure in Astoria. What's up, Jure? What's good, fellas? How we doing? We doing well, man. Um, all right. So first of all, I need to put this out because last week I called in. It was my first time ever getting through, and I professed to be a New York football Giants fan since 1986 mm-hmm. and did not speak to Mr. Brandon Jacobs. So first of all, thank you, sir. <laughs> and I apologize. Right, thank you. So hit up Rosenberg. Help tell him to hit the button for me. No, congratulations! You congratulations! You played yourself. <laughs> oh, we let him go that quick. Oh man, I thought I thought he had more to say. Uh, I'm sorry, Jare. If we prematurely hung up on you, and you want to give us a call back? Uh, please do that. Let's go to D James in New Jersey. What's up, D James? Yo, D James, man, you got to be ready to roll, bro. Ah, uh, D James. See, mm. they got to be ready, man. Yo, yeah, what's up? What, what's up, Joe? You're not telling these people to be ready to go? That's on you, Joe. How you got to wear that me? one. How is it? Hold on. How is this on me? Because part of the, the protocol, yo, get off speakerphone, turn your radio down, be ready to go when they call on you. Screen the callers, baby. Come you on, don't dog. think I know what I'm doing with my job here? <laughs> if you're not doing your job, we will get somebody to replace you. You yo, and Brian, I both cut our teeth with the same guy. He prepared Bri- us both well. Brian Cashman had this saying, man, my job is to get somebody to, to, to be better than you. So always remember that, Joe Leo, when you when you sleep and pass your alarm clock. 800-919-3776. We'll continue to take your phone calls. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs on uh, the program today. The Michael K. Show will be live from the UBS Arena this Thursday, February 8th, before the Islanders face off against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're giving away eight pairs of lower bowl tickets. That's eight Ooh, plus sweet. one pair of premium club seats at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York at eight pairs, right? Yeah, that's, that's fire. That's, that lower bowl seats too. Good lower seats. Lower bowl. Good seats. So make sure y'all pull up on the case show this Thursday. And if you go on the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contest and submit your entry. Brought to you by the New York uh, New York Islanders. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. We'll take a quick timeout. Continue to take your phone calls. Uh, a, a Jets report came out this week from The Athletic that just shed more light on how miserable of a season that was. We'll get some perspective uh, from Brandon Jacobs on that. And the Giants, of course, always a topic of conversation, a big offseason ahead. Uh, some Mike Kafka news we got to get to you. So still a whole lot to do as we march this thing toward 2 o'clock right here on 9870 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Quickly, before we get back to the phone calls, I want to run through some of what happened on the hardwood last night. The Nets locally... Uh, get a nice win against an undermanned Sixers team, 136-121. Shout out to Cam Thompson, man. He's been bo- – uh, Cam Thomas, I should say. Uh, he's been balling out, scored 40 last night. Uh, Philly's dealing with some injuries. Uh, Embiid's yeah, got – Yeah, Joel Embiid yeah. had surgery, right? Well, he's uh, he's getting a second opinion on uh, a meniscus injury that he's dealing with. So he's either well, going to go with rest and recovery or opt to have a surgery that could keep him out several weeks. That's a well, big injury. He, well, has he played since 70? 
He's, has he played? Yeah, he's played. He played. He played in that game because uh, he, he he didn't play in Denver. There was a game he uh, might have been Golden State. I, I can't remember the team they were playing against, and then someone fell on his knee, and he went out again. So Joel Embiid could be lost for some for some time, but uh, should know more tomorrow. Meanwhile, in Atlanta, Steph Curry dropped sixty, and the mm. Warriors still lost. <laughs> they lost in overtime to the Hawks. So you got three players this year who have scored sixty plus points and losses: Towns for the for the Wolves, uh, Booker for the Suns, and now Steph last night scored sixty and a loss for the Warriors. The Warriors uh, are done, Ty. Yeah, they're they're cooked, no more bro. championship for the Warriors. Nah, they're cooked, man. Four games under five hundred. Maybe yeah, they'll look done. to make some moves at the deadline, but it's looking like it's a wrap for them. Meanwhile, in Chicago, Bulls lose, but that's not the big story. Uh, Zach Levine is going to be out four to six months uh, dealing with uh, this uh, right foot surgery. He was a, a heavy, heavy candidate to be dealt at the tra- at the trade deadline next. Yeah, we week. need to get rid of him, man. I like Zach. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think we can get. I think we I think we need to move on from from Zach Levine, man. It's gonna I be hard to do, do that now. Gonna, I know it. I know it. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's a bummer for the Bulls, and also a bummer for any contenders who had their eyes on him coming in to you know mm-hmm. shake things up. So uh, it looks like maybe Demar Derozan could be on the move for the Chicago Bulls. Mm, Meanwhile, Dallas, the Mavs, man, they keep on losing, keep on losing. Giannis last night. Dropped a nice 48-piece on them to go with 10 assists and 6 rebounds. The Bucks win that game 129-117. Doc Rivers, how about this, man? Doc Rivers picked up his first win as the head coach of the Bucks, And now the prize for that is he gets to coach the East All-Stars in All-Star Weekend for two weeks. Wow. Weeks. His first win two. he just picked up. <laughs> first win he picked up. He's and now one he and coaching two. up. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Oh, man. Because Joe Mazzulla was the coach last year, but the rule is you can't coach the All-Star game back-to-back season. So the Bucs with the number two seed right now mm-hmm. um, fall in line, and, and Adrian Griffin gets fired. In comes Doc Rivers, who best we know is uh, ready to blow a 3-1 lead come the playoff time. Uh, meanwhile, Cavs, another win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are mm-hmm. rolling right now, 31-16. and Donovan Mitchell has thrust himself into the MVP conversation. He's cooking the Cavs uh, with a combination of their win and the Knicks losing last night. They jump up to the three seed. Uh, so they are 15 years over 500. And I mentioned I was at the Garden to watch LeBron do LeBron things. Anthony Davis have one of the best fourth-quarter defensive performances he's had all season. And the Lakers end the Knicks' nine-game winning streak, which, by the way, Brandon, a lot of Knicks fans are salty on Twitter in my mentions. Just salty. Why? What are they salty about? Because they know I'm a Laker fan and, you know, I'm happy about the win last night. So they fixing their lips to say, oh, congratulations. Knicks were injured. You beat the Westchester Knicks, Jalen Brunson, which is funny. <laughs> the Westchester The Westchester Knicks, which is funny because I was on this radio station for three hours yesterday. Took nothing but Knicks calls. We were all hype, amped for the game. I didn't hear a single Knicks fan call me and say, you know what? I don't feel good, man, all the injuries. So then, of course, when they lose the game, that becomes the excuse because, you know, you don't want to give anyone credit. But uh, Knicks have their nine-game win streak halted. But that's a fun team, man. That's a really good team. And I think they the play – The Knicks look really good this year, though. Yeah, you know, I don't know, a whole, I don't know a, whole, a whole bunch outside of Brunson. Um, nah, he's, he's, he's a dog. He's, he's a stud. Like, like, he's a stud. But I think they got a shot. I, I really do. I, you know, I really think, they, you know, that they have a shot uh, – the competition, uh, Milwaukee, obviously, who's 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 really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Boston, 
Boston, who's really strong, who who's who's about to, who, like Boston is one, right? Yeah, so Boston's we, the number one seed yeah. right now. So you know, I mean, it's it's the East looks pretty, you know, it looks pretty good, but I I don't think the Knicks can't compete in it, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun conference um uh, to watch in the playoffs from round one, mean because like you have your different tiers, but Celtics, Bucks to me are the clear contenders in that next. Uh, tier, you have the Knicks along with the Cavs. Assuming Embiid can get healthy, you got the Sixers uh, and the Pacers. The Miami, you know, you can't ever rule them out because of they got the best coach in basketball. And then the a young Orlando Magic team where Boncaro just gets elected to his first All Star game. So the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be really fun, man. I'm excited mm-hmm. for the Knicks and their fans to finally get a taste of prosperity, some success, and you know the fact that we can go on the radio. And, you know, have it be on the table that this team can possibly contend for getting to the conference finals or maybe even getting to the finals. That's a win in itself. So I'm excited to watch them the rest of the season. 800-919-3776. Great for the city, man. Great for the city, bro. Great for the city. New York, we here. Jeray's back. Uh, he's in the story. What's up, Jeray? I wanted to give you a chance to finish your phone call. What you got, man? Thanks, sir. Appreciate you letting me back through the gate. Uh, yes, sir. So... Hold on. My bad. I had something going on real quick. Um, the points that y'all were making about freestyling and bars. First, I'm an MC, but we'll get to that later. Oh. I only believe Jay doesn't write anything down because I heard Big and I heard, uh, what's the dude who did uh, Walk This Way with Aerosmith and Run DMC? Why am I blanking on his name? You said who? The dude with the long beard. The dude who produced the Beastie Boys and them and... What's Run DMC and Aerosmith. What is his name? Are you talking about Rick oh, Rubin? Big, yes, Rubin. He Rick had Rubin, an yeah. interview and he said that he saw Jay sitting there listening to the beat. And I've heard two different people tell the same story. He'll listen to the beat and put punchlines in his head as he's hearing the beat. He'll mm-hmm. go in the booth. He'll lay one version of the verse down. He'll go back, change it, change. But he said the lines are the same. This is what Rick Rubin said. The lines are the same. The delivery is completely different. The setup is completely different, but the punchlines don't change. Mm. So that's how he's freestyling in the booth. Man. I don't write anything down because I don't like to lose paper. Mm. So I like that. That's a I bar right there in the subject, right? <laughs> you got to put that in, in, one, in, one of your, in one of your songs, man. That, right, that line right you. there is a bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you. And I... So what I'll do is I'll just keep going over the lines in my head as I'm walking home from work, as I'm walking to school, whatever I'm doing. So by the time I get to the studio, it's already memorized. So Mm. I'm not freestyling, but I'm not writing anything down. So it gives me – I hear people in the booth turning pages and reading off of the page. I don't like that. I like emotion in my bars. Okay. So when I tell Brandon Jacobs that he was trucking more defenders than the Land Rover – you know what I mean? It just comes and people understand what I'm saying. You hear that, you hear that BJ? Yo, no. G-Ray, you know, you know what we need, man? So we go, yo, we're going to turn this thing. We're going to turn this thing all the way up next Sunday. And I know BJ's not going to love it. But we, yeah, we're going to play a lot of Usher because he's performing at the, you know, the halftime show. But what man, we need you to do, man. I don't come here with that, man. Let them listen to Usher at, at, at halftime, bro. Yo, what we need you to do, hey, man. I need you to pull up next Sunday on us. And spit some okay. Super Bowl bars. Like, you know, Chiefs, Niners, NFL, like go all of it. We need some bars from you next Sunday. Can you can you, you got you a week, baby? Uh, you got a week. 
copy. All right. Give me that, um, because you played that, or whoever the producer is played that Corday and Juice World joint produced oh, yeah. by Eminem. Yes, sir. We're not before I called in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll put it to that. All right, we'll do that. Yeah, we're locking it in. Joe and I mean, is Tom, that enough energy? Yeah, that's that? very low vibes. That's very low energy. But if you want me to put it to something with more energy for the Super Bowl, I got you. But I, got, I am know. the 16 king, so it doesn't matter. Let let us know. Six. He got 16. He's gonna spit for us next week. So you you you'll call in. We'll have you know Tom and and Joe get the the setup with the instrumentals, and we are gonna get that. How about that, BJ? We got we got rappers listening to the show, man. I know, man. That's good. That's great. We reaching the masses, bro. D James in Jersey. You ready now, DJ? D James, you ready now, yeah. bro? I'm ready. All right, what's up, man? Yeah, uh, I'm 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 talking about the nineties. You know what I mean? I felt like if we don't win the Super Bowl, I felt like the season is a failure. But the reason I'm saying that we've been to like. Four NFC championships in the past five years, you know, man. And from yep. 2019, we lost to Kansas City. In 2021, we lost to uh, we lost uh, to the Rams. Last year, we lost to Philadelphia. You know, Brock mm-hmm. Purdy was hurt. I understand that. We've been knocking on the door. If we don't go out there and keep Pat Mahomes in the pocket and double Kelsey, it's going to be a long night. Yo, appreciate the call, DJs. You got to get rid of the radio, man. Uh, but, yo, Brandon, let me ask you this. Is it a failure if the Niners don't finally cash in? Because as he mentioned, four trips to the NFC Championship game in the last five years. Three straight. Last year you could make the case, you know, maybe they beat the Eagles if Purdy doesn't get hurt. I don't think so. I think Philly was the better team. But if they don't win this game, man, it's like if not now, then when? Hmm. It's all set up for them. Well, I got some people that they're going to have some people, some roster uh, moves next year that, that may or may not change their team. Um, I don't think it's an off or nothing, no, man. I mean, San Francisco, I mean, it was a dominant football team. Ball, the Baltimore Ravens are out. They were the clear cut winners to everybody for the last eight, nine weeks. Yep. And they're out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't think it's a bust. I mean, you still got a quarterback playing on this rookie deal who still hadn't really, you know, really gotten to the point to where you know we could actually say he's the reason you know i think another year or so you know just depending on what comes back on their team i i don't think it's, it's super bowl or bust i mean i I don't, I don't think that at all 800-919-3776 let's talk about that is it super bowl or bust for the niners and how about patty mahomes man if he gets this done i mean we we want to make it sound premature, and I know all the old folks because of nostalgia and they want their their time to be the best time. It's gonna be hard not to argue that this dude is on the path to becoming the greatest uh, player or quarterback we've ever seen. So let's 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 talk about that coming up right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. I don't write anything down because I don't like to lose paper. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, reports come out that the Giants have blocked Mike Kafka from interviewing for the Seahawks offensive coordinator position uh, because of the, you know, the rules of engagement. If it's a lateral move, your you know employer does have the right to block you from interviewing uh, with that team. 
And you remember he did interview for the head coaching position with the with the Seahawks that went to Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, and then uh, Kafka also interviewed for that Titans head coaching job when Vrabel was let go, but Brian Callahan, uh, Callahan uh, was able to get that. So looks like Kafka is going to return to the Giants. Uh, they went from being uh, the second worst offense to 15th in scoring uh, last year when they made the playoffs. But obviously this year they took a major step back, uh, ranking 30th in that category. And you can look at injuries, offensive line, uh, you know, uh, Darren Darren Waller. Uh, there's a lot of things that went wrong for the Giants. But the one thing we do know is that it, it, he, Kafka is going to be back. So Dable's not going to have to replace all three of his coordinators. Well, I mean, Wink is out. We know that. Um Special teams guy, you know, you know, you know, McGahee is out. So I guess I mean, but it seemed like the issue was with offense at some point in the season with Dable taking over play calling yeah. and those and those responsibilities. So why is it all of a sudden a plus now because we're getting back? It's weird. Well, I, I think it's only a plus because like you don't have to search for a coach. Yeah, three coordinators. Like that's a, that's heavy duty, heavy lifting in an off season where just sort of already a lot of big decisions to be made. So I guess, you know, there's that camaraderie there. But to your point, man, like, you read the stories about what happened over the course of the season where, mm -hmm. you know, he had to relinquish play-calling duties because Brian Dable yeah, right. just wasn't happy with what was going on. And then, you know, there was some there was a lot of screaming going on and during, during games and the headsets. It just felt messy and toxic. So I don't know. I, I don't know what to and, – and the fact that Kafka's interviewing for that or wanted to interview for that offensive coordinator position tells me he really he wanted want, to he leave. Want to be, yeah, he wanted to be out of there. He wanted to be out of there. Pew. <laughs> he doesn't want to stay. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, I guess he, he don't he don't want the uncertainty the uncertainty of knowing what he call plays on on certain Sundays or not, you know. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I – with the teams I was on with the Giants, man, we had we never we only had un uncertainty about Huffnagel. That was my first and second year into the league. Then they fired Huffnagel and gave it to who was our quarterbacks coach at the time, Kevin Gilbride. And we never had any any loose like we had our staff together the whole time. The whole time I was with the Giants, I played for the same staff. You have some guys that come in, you know. Doing you know some some uh, defensive quality control guys, some offensive quality control guys, but for the most part, our staff were input. Like our head uh, position coaches were there. Like yeah, they were changing systems. You know from time you know time and time out. But everybody was there. Wasn't no friction. Like everybody, I, I, like all of this stuff I see with coaches is like weird to me because I never had to go through it. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess there was one year, right, that Coughlin um, had to replace three coordinators. Was it prior to 2007? I'm blanking on which year it was. but I, I mean, think it, it had to be 2005 or, two, or early 2006 because I know we had Coach Ruffnagel yeah. as the OC that one year. And then, oh, yeah, and then Tim Lewis, the defensive coordinator, and the, and, and the special teams coordinator, um, yeah, so it was prior to you guys winning Super Bowl Forty Two mm -hmm. that Coughlin ended up having to replace three coordinators. But I mean, it worked out there. But that's certainly not like this recipe that you would use for success going forward. You know, it just doesn't feel like it's good. You know, good to have that uh, happen in in one off season. But you know, 
Kafka's going to be back. Still looking for a defensive coordinator because you know, Wink Martindale uh, was out of a job. And uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on this coach next year, man. The stories you heard coming out of, of, of you know, this season were not great. And on top of the, the losing part of it. It's a big year for your boy, uh, Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want a defensive coordinator. I mean, I go call the plays. Like, like I go call the defense and do some wild stuff for them. You know, come out in the three-three look, move some guys around, blitz some DBs. I need two good corners that can play man the whole game. Yeah, and I and 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 I'll use some coverage blitzes and 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 just and just pressure every quarterback we play. Yo, so put your name That's out it. there, bro. That's put what I would you, do. Send them your resume. I don't have a resume to send them. That's the thing. <laughs> Let them know. You could be a first-time D.C. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Straight to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's go to New Jersey and talk to Ray. What's up, Ray? Good afternoon, guys. Ty, Brandon, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. So thanks basically, like, the standard, the standard we have now, Patrick Mahomes, he's the man, Kansas City Chiefs, they're the dynasty, they're, they're the standard of football. So the question I have for you if the 49ers were to somehow win the Super Bowl with a you know quarterback on his rookie contract, with the time that they have being the three straight NFC championships and the second Super Bowl in five years, could they be setting themselves up for a dynasty run as well? Uh, setting themselves up for a dynasty, sure. Are they currently one? No. I I, I correct. I would have to believe that you know if they, they let's say they go back to back, and now you're looking at this extended run of what what it would be what seven years. Or six Correct. years in the championship game, um, and or six six of the last seven years in the championship game, five NFC title uh, game wins, and then you finally get a Super Bowl. Yeah, but right now, no. Okay, okay, perfect. I appreciate it. Man. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate the call. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So you think? We I wanted to talk about other... dynasties, right, Ty? Hold on, I'm yeah. sorry, for cutting you off. <clears throat> no, nah, go ahead. I, I talked about this on prime time. And I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. What's a dynasty? What 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 would you consider a dynasty? Now you being a Jet guy, would you consider those Buffalo Bills teams in the eighties dynasties? Uh, you mean the one that went to four straight Super Bowls? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. Why not? You got to win a championship. Yeah, you got to win a championship. Because mm. what's dynastic about just simply finishing in second place? Give me. One other team that finished in second place four straight years in a row. In, no, in it's NFL never happened. It never it's happened. Never happened. So, right. No, so, but it it can be unique and and impressive in its own right, but also not a dynasty. All right, then. So we so we can't call anything a dynasty because you know winning two Super Bowls is not a dynasty. Going to going to, going to championship games and, and going to Super Bowls and not winning is not a dynasty. So we could forget this about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs then. Well, if they win this year, then it's certainly back on the table because now that'll be back-to-back years they've won a championship, and then they'll be going for number three next season. And mm. then you make it three straight, that puts a you know punctuation on it. That That's the stamp of approval of a dynasty, in my opinion. Right now, I don't think they are because they've won two. They've lost one. It's a six-year run of you know six championship games in a row. First time this year was actually on the road. But but, but that but, but it doesn't matter, though. Those six championship games, the ones who ended in Super Bowl, yeah, they matter. But the ones they lost in, that doesn't. We can't talk about those because there's no, nothing we, dynastic we, about that, right? No, we can talk about it if it's punctuated by winning. So right now, as presently constructed, this, this is my opinion. People can disagree. As presently constructed, 
No, it's not a dynasty because um, if they haven't gone back to back, it's not been like you know three and four years. They've had two over the course of what the last what is it the last five seasons now. I don't think that's a dynasty. But if they win this year and it's now back to back three in the last five years. Then to me, now we're having a real conversation, especially yeah. because they got the opportunity to, to make it three straight. I got you. I definitely got you. I just think that to, to play in the greatest game in sports history and the most and the hardest game to ever make it in, for your team to make it in, and you go four years in a row and you lose, there's nobody that ever went to the Super Bowl four years in a row. Nobody no, that's impressive. But don't get me wrong, bro. That's that's mad impressive. I I am not sliding the bills at all. Like that's tough to do. It's also like really heartbreaking to to get there four straight years and not win it. But I'm not dis- I'm not saying that you know I'm not just gonna dismiss it and say it's nothing. I I just don't know that. Just this is me. Like I said, people, if you want to disagree with me, you're very very open and and welcome to do so. I just don't know that you can call yourself dynastic, devoid of hosting the ultimate uh trophy at the end well i mean for me getting there for me like you know for me being in the league and knowing how knowing how hard it is to get there i mean i i I gotta give them as one of the best teams in nfl history man that's just that's just that's me i I don't know i respect what jim jim kelly beat dan marino all through up and down his career yep he initially kept him from going to Super Bowls, mm-hmm. Correct. right? So, I mean, if we, if we sit and talk about the greatness of Dan Marino, as we know he is, right, we can't take that away from him. But that Buffalo team, then in those days, man, I just I just think that they, they should go down as one of the best teams in the history of the league. 